I hope you've um, enjoyed our family services. Like over the past couple of weeks, I've been going through um, this story, just pulling out just a few quotes, uh, a few honest conversations about a boy, about the mole, a fox, and we come today about a horse. <laughs> and um, it's just an amazing book. And as I said last week, many people around uh, the nation, around the world, are drawn to this book because it's real and like just really get into the honest conversations. It's like, I have conversations like this. I feel like this. And so many people are being drawn to this book. But as I said last week, not realizing who they're actually being drawn into. Um, God is speaking. And um, I want to just come to close this kind of mini-series this, uh, this morning. Just a bit of a reflection. Um, I began um, the series with cake. <laughs> and um, we have... Um, a mole who is obsessed with cake. If at first you don't succeed, have some cake. And um, we was just unpacking um, what that looks like for us. You know, we're trying to find things in life that motivates us, that comforts us, that keeps us going. And um, But basically we got into the word and what Jesus says. He says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Jesus is the one who truly satisfies our souls, and it's just coming into relationship with him. And, um, and we got into last week about, about the fox who is caught up in this snare, and um, we've all been in this snare. We've all been tied. We've been tied in addiction. We've been tied in shame, in anger, in frustration. We've been tied down, but the snare has been broken. Amen? The snare has been broken. Jesus has come for us, and he has taken that snare. He's taken it all on the cross, he's, and he's, he was put to death on the cross for you and for me. He took all that shame, all our addictions on himself, so we are set free today, and forgiveness is alive today, and grace is alive for each and every one of us today. And, um, and, the, and in here in the heart of the story, we have a boy who is basically trying to find home. He's trying to find what home looks like for him. And he's on this journey with the mole, the fox, and then he comes and has a conversation with the horse. Here's one of the conversations. The boy asked, when have you been at your strongest? Asked the boy. When I have dared to show my weakness, said the horse. He goes on to say, asking for help isn't giving up. It's refusing to give up. Let me tell you this story, and I'm not going to do it as well as, as it's been delivered before. I'm sorry I don't have any chocolates. I don't have any sweets. But let me get into just the first half of the story. I want to just focus on one son here. And it's the parable of the lost son. There was a man who had two sons. I'm in Luke 15. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. 
when he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired men have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. I'll stop there. When have you been at your strongest? It's when I've dared to show my weakness. Asking for help isn't giving up. It's refusing to give up. Here in this story, we have a son who has been looking to satisfy his soul by choosing to do anything that he wants with the money that has been given to him. He leaves home, leaves country, and spends all the money on his own desires, eventually ending up in a dark, lonely, vulnerable place. And it was in that moment where he came to his senses. He came to his senses and decided to return back to the father. The son realized he needed help. And he had a choice. He could have continued living with nothing He could have continued living a life that was leading to ruin. You know, fear, shame, guilt could have been holding him back from his return to the father. You know, if I return, my my father would have me. He's going to have a right go at me. I've spent every single penny here. I'm, I'm done for. What disappointment I must be to my father. I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. But no. He refused to give up and began to make his step into one of his strongest moments of his life. The moment he came to his senses was the moment he began to move into repentance. And our move into repentance is a move towards transformation. Our move to repentance is a move from weakness into strength. See, in this In Hebrew, the word repent is teshuva, which means to return. It means more than just saying sorry. Sorry, I messed up. It means more than just saying, just stopping a certain behavior. It's more than that. It's a decision. It's a deliberate choice to decide to turn back to the Father, to the God who has got a plan for me, to a God who wants me to live a certain way, who wants me to live in a certain way. And, and, so the, and so this son, he, he was on a path of destruction. He was on a path to ruin. But he, he came to his senses and he chose to turn back around. It's teshuva. This word teshuva is returning towards what is right, what is pure, what is holy. It is choosing to lead your life by obedience to God rather than leading your life through your own ways and desires. 
And he requires us to do this with all of our heart. I love this verse. Joel 2 verse 12. Even now declares the Lord. Right now, return to me with all of your heart. And I believe this is a word for people today. Even now, right now, with what you are going through, whatever path you are on right now, God is saying, return to me with all of your heart. I am your heavenly Father who loves you, who is calling you by name. I've got a wonderful plan for you. Return to me with all of your heart. And returning to him with all of our heart means returning to him in our weaknesses. And as we turn to him in our weakness, something begins to increase in us. Isaiah 40 verse 29, he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. My grace is sufficient for you, declares the Lord, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Billy Graham said this, repentance is not a word of weakness, but a word of power and action. See, the lost son may have not realized that on that walk back to his father, there was transformation already beginning to happen in him. In the pain, strength was rising. In the walk of shame, hope was rising. In the darkness, light was shining. In the disappointment, love was waiting. Often we go through life, and we go through life with pain. We go through life with difficulties, with battles, with struggles. And we're thinking, God, what are you doing in this? I can't see you in this. And there's something, we go through life and we feel like everything is hidden. But it's faith that requires us to to move forward and believe that God is going to do something in us. It is our faith that makes the difference today. So when you go through pain, you don't understand that strength is rising in you. You can't see it yet. Often you look back and you think, oh, God gave me the strength to come through that moment and through that time. We We don't often see it when we're in that moment, do we? It's often when we look back and we think, oh, God, you brought me through this. Thank you, God, for your goodness, for your faithfulness. You brought me through this dark time. We don't often see it in the moment, but we've got to hold on to the moment that God has still got us. God is still welcoming us just as we are. He is waiting for us, the one who truly satisfies our soul. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me, will never go hungry, and whoever believes in me will never go thirsty. Whatever the history, whatever the shame, whatever the guilt, whatever may have been weighing you or tying you down, Jesus has taken care of it. He is gentle and humble at heart. We saw that we unpacked that last week. But I want to say to you this morning that you can come and return to the Father just as you are. We do have a loving Father who keeps calling our name. We do have a caring Father who watches our coming and our going. We do have a Father of all comfort who wants to hold us. We have a Father who wants to protect us, who wants to provide, provide for us, who has good things in store for our lives. He is waiting for you. So even now, right now, return to the Father with all of your heart. He's saying, I'm here. I want to help you. I want to bring the best out of you. I want to speak truth into your life. I want to celebrate you. I want to hold you, and I want to use you. See, as this son was coming back, he was a way off. He was still a long way off, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and and was filled with compassion for him. He ran towards him, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. That is what the father does. 
as we return to him. That is what the Heavenly Father does as we, as we look to him, as we decide to turn away from that sinful life and choosing to live by the way he chooses us to live by, the way he wants us to live by. Today we can all walk in hope and in freedom, knowing that we are fully known and that we are fully loved, no matter what we have done in our journey. Some of you this morning, you might feel a little bit broken. You might feel hurt, feeling pain. You don't understand why life is going the way it's going at the moment. And that can have an effect on our relationship with God. It can sometimes make us go a little bit distant. But I encourage you today to return to him with all of your heart. With all of your heart. With your absolute everything. Because he does want to do something in your pain. He does want to do something in your struggles, in your difficulties, in your battles, in your shame. He increases power to the weak. The good news for us today is that we all have someone to return to. We have a loving father to return to. We have a good father to return to. And so I speak to those of you who may have just been coming into the building the past few weeks and maybe just, you've followed Jesus, but then you've pulled away. And you've gone by your own desires, by your own way of living. God's calling you today. And he says, return to me. Because I have a plan not to harm you. I have a plan to, uh, I, have a, I have a hope for your life. You have a future. Delight yourself in me, and I will give you the desires of your heart. Know that you can do all things with me. I can give you the strength, the supernatural strength to keep going. I am your father. I love you. I created you. You are wonderfully made. You are mine. You are chosen, and you are called. Whoever you are, child, young person, adult, you are fully loved and you are fully known. And the best decision that we can all make is coming into relationship with our Heavenly Father. It's returning to Him, just as we are. And when we make that decision to come to Him, this right here is what He does. He throws His arms around you. And he, and he speaks these truths over your life. You are loved, you are known, you are seen. For I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you and give you hope. My ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts. I am higher than you. Come to me. There is hope for each and every one of us today. And this is a perfect, beautiful image of the Father's love towards us as his kids. He just wants to throw his arms around you. He wants to comfort you. Whatever you have done, whatever you have, whatever kind of life you have lived, it, the love that God has for you, it's unconditional. It's powerful. It's transforming. And it changes our life. And maybe some of you today are hearing this for the first time, that that you are loved and that you are, you are fully loved and you are fully known. And good news is alive for each and every one of us because 
For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall never perish, but have everlasting life. In this book of the boy, the mole, the fox, and the horse, the boy is trying to find home. And he's all on this journey. And he's realized why we are here, whispered the boy. For cake, asked the mole. To love, said the boy. And be loved, said the horse. The boy found his answer to his journey. Home isn't always a place. Our home is friendship. And it's with the Father right here. This is where we belong. This is where we are found. I once dead, but now I'm alive again. I don't need to live by my own ways. I can live by a wonderful good way. And that is the way that the Father has for each and every one of us. God loves you. He has a plan for you. He has good things in store for your life. Right now, it might not feel, it might not feel like, it, like he has got a good plan. But we've got to hold on to the hope that he does. And so I want to give a, an appeal this morning, maybe to some of us that are hearing the good news of Jesus for the first time. God loves you, so he sent his son Jesus to die for you, so we can have a wonderful relationship with him today. I want to give that option to you today. You, you can return to him. You can come to, come to him just as you are with all of your heart. And you just have to say a simple prayer. And it goes like, like this, God, I'm sorry that I've turned away from you, but I choose to come back to you today. I'm sorry for the way that I have, I have been living, but I come to you just as I am. God, come into my life. And so I want to pray that over you guys today. Maybe if we can have our just eyes closed. And I just want to say, say this prayer. You can just speak it after me. If this is for you this morning. God, here I am. Thank you that you love me. Thank you that you have called me by name. God, I'm sorry for the way that I have been living. Today, I come to you just as I am. And I say, God, come into my life. I choose to give my life to you. And I choose to follow you. Thank you, God, that you fully know me and that you fully love me. I'm yours. And you are mine. Just while heads are bowed right now, if you said that prayer, could you just raise your hand for me? If that was you, thank you. One, two, thank you. If you say that prayer, can you raise your hand? Thank you. Wow, amazing. Thank you, I see. You guys that just raised your hand, I think we had about five, six hands raised this morning. God loves you. You are fully, fully, fully loved. You are fully, fully, fully known. You are made in his image. Please come, come and speak to us after the service today. We've got a pack to give you and just kind of give you the next steps for your, for your journey. 
this is the best decision that you have made. And you know what happens when you come into relationship with God? He throws a party for you. He celebrates for you just like the father did when, when his son returned. Let's celebrate. And so I say to the church family this morning, about six people raised their hand to come into relationship with God. It's the Spirit of God that does that. God's been speaking to you this morning. And I want to pray a blessing over every single household. And we're going to sing this blessing over you as we close our service. The Lord bless you. And the Lord keep you. Make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. May his favor be upon you and a thousand generations and your family and your children and their children and their children. May his presence go before you and behind you and beside you, all around you and within you. He is with you and he is with you. In the morning, in the evening, in your coming and in your going, in your weeping and in your rejoicing, God is for you. He is for you. May the Lord bless every single family in this place today. May the Father protect every single home. Whatever the enemy may be coming into your home, I pray for the truth of Jesus Christ to take over. I pray for every single one of you that are going to work and you're struggling and you're thinking, I don't know what my career is going like. I don't know where I'm going next. May the Lord keep you this week and may the peace of God that passes all understanding rest on your hearts and rest on your minds he is with you in the morning and in the evening in your coming and in your going may the Lord give you peace may this image of the father and the son be in your minds and in your souls this week knowing how loved you are And may the promises of God rest and be sealed in your heart and in your soul. For I know the plans. Plans not to harm, but to give a hope and a future. I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. I am with you wherever you go. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous. Delight yourself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. The promises of God are yes and amen, and they are life for your life. So there is blessings to come for your family and for your children. For your grandchildren. There may be people in your family that don't know the Lord today. Pray for them. Be kind to them. Show love to them. Be gracious to them. May Jesus be seen in your family as they see you. God wants to do something in you and through you. And we all here, followers of Jesus, we have a mission. 
a mission for Jesus to be known wherever we go. And so as we declare this song over your life as we close our service, may something be sealed in your heart today. Spirit of God, fall afresh on every single child, on every single young person, and every single adult. Thank you for Derby City Church. Thank you for this family. Thank you for how you've held us together, how you've not let us go. You have continued to build your church. This is your church, and the gate of Hades will not overcome because, Jesus Christ, you are the head here. We follow you all the way. We follow you all the way, and we hold on to your love. We hold on to your grace, and we hold on to the truth. Just receive this song as the, as the band lead this over your life. You want my, to sit, stand, just have your hearts open. God wants to speak to you still. He wants to do something still in your life. May the Lord bless you and keep you.